0: There's very few songs that she could play three notes on and she knows I would jump in. Even though you've done that over the years with many of them, haven't you? Yeah, sneaky lady. Let's go to the Word. Are y'all ready for preaching or not? Amen. Y'all ready or not? Y'all ready? Come on. Y'all ready? All right. I mean, some people, oh, my God, it's him again. It doesn't sound like most of you feel that way. Amen. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Anyway, let's go to the Word. I'm in a series called Get Up! Get Up! I told the first crowd that for years, I've had this said to me multiple times. People will say, do you have Tourette's Syndrome? <laughs> How many thought I had something like that? Be honest. Let me you your hand. You thought, there's something wrong with that man. I just, I don't know. I've always been sort of a well, wacko. Weird, and I've uh, made a living at using the inflection in my voice. So anyway, in case you think I'm just screaming at you, no, it's it's just a form of communication. In a series called Get Up, what's the series about? Well, it's about me. It's about you. And we're going to look at the disciples and we're going to learn. Because the story, the true story in the Word of God, is how they were, they failed the Lord. Here he met with them at the Lord's Supper, the Last Supper. I'm going to be crucified. Somebody's going to betray me. And there's Judas and he leaves, sells out the Lord. And then they go after that to the garden. He's told him everything. His heart's broken, right? Last time we'll ever do this. Do this in remembrance of me. They go to the garden, and what the disciples do, he says, He says, Watch with me an hour. Will, Will you do that before I before I'm butchered, slaughtered? And what'd they do? They slept. Put it in context. They're just tired. Man, been with you for three years. Hello. It was like an airport. You all right? Here we go. He chose them by the Sea of Galilee. These guys. Nobody else would have picked them. They were men. They were probably foul men. They were regular people. He invested three years of their life, and now they're sleeping in the garden. He wakes them. Wakes them. Wakes. And then what did they do again? They did what? Fell asleep again. And then here's what he said sleep on, sleep on. And then the rest, you know what happened. They arrested him, they beat him, they stripped him naked. And here's my strong opinion, very strong opinion. You know, Peter denied the Lord, right? Does the Bible say all the disciples forsook him and fled? Does it say that? It says that, whether you know it or not. I put it on the screen last week. So everyone he invested in him, in them, every one of them failed him and walked away from him in his hour of greatest need. And uh, here's what I really believe. When people were saying crucify him, they were saying it too. That's what I really believe. When they were saying, Release unto us Barabbas! I believe they were saying it too. Now you might say, Clark, why are you so graphic and so giving your opinions like that? Guys, y'all need to understand the love of God. You understand? we come from churches and church backgrounds where well, we put our faith in Christ, and if we fail or we do something that's not right or we just quit on God, they'll tell us we're going to hell. Did you know that's not your God? Did you know God really loves you or not? Say. He's used to working with failures. He's used to working with people that screw it up. How many of you have done that in your life? You've screwed it up before. Let's see some hands. We're in pretty good company in this room, aren't we? Say. If getting up means being perfect, then you're going to stay down. But if getting up means, like we talked about last week, remember? Remember when Jesus appeared to these guys in the room? Remember? They were, they were huddled in the room. Remember last week? The disciples are huddled in the room. They think the butchers are coming to kill them. Yes or no? Y'all remember? And they were scared to death. They weren't thinking about preaching. They weren't thinking about talking about Christ. They were done, man. Done. And they were scared. Who enters the room? Who comes into the room? And what, what, what did he say? The actual words in the Bible, he said the word what? Peace be unto you. Thomas wasn't there. He does it again, remember? He comes again. They're still screwed up, locked up, scared to death. He comes in again and he says what to them? Peace be unto you. And then he does something crazy. You remember this? He breathed on them. Do you remember that? You won't find that in the Bible hardly ever. Jesus. Look, here he is. I mean, what you doing, man? Do you remember what I told you I think that means last week? What, What does peace mean? What does that mean? These guys had failed the Lord. They had turned on the Lord. They had denied the Lord. They walked away from the Lord. They were no good for the Lord. They were good for nothing. They had quit. They were down, man. Can I paint it any better? Y'all got the picture or not? And here's what I think Jesus said, and peace be unto you. I'm going to ask you to take a deep breath after every one of these. Y'all ready to breathe with me or not? Have I turned into a shrink on you? Good. Spell my name right. If I can help you today, that's why I'm here. To help you and me both. Amen? Here's what Jesus was saying. Get ready to take a deep breath. I'm not angry with you. Breathe that in. I love you, Jesus is saying. Would you breathe that in? You need to get up. He's not angry with you. He loves you. Would you breathe that in? He's talking to disciples. I'm talking to you and me today. You hear me? Third thing I think Jesus said, get ready to breathe. I'm with you. I'm with you. If you're down on the floor, you're there. That's where you are. You're down. He's like, look, I'm right here with you. I'm with you. Breathe. Come on. If it's your first time hearing me, I know you think I'm a weirdo. I don't give a hoot. Number four. Jesus said, I believe. I still believe in you. I still believe in you. That's what he was saying to his disciples. What a great God we have. Y'all listening to me or not? You think that would have been enough, right? Yes or no? Come on! I'm here! I resurrected! I'm in the room! My second time showing up! And they still turned and walked away from Him. And that's our message. Y'all ready now? Y'all with me or not? You thought the message was up. We're just getting started, crazy people. Here we go. Let's go to new territory now. Get up. Get up. Get up, guys. And you know what they did? They got up, but they didn't get up. Pop it up. Today's message. Floundering, 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 floundering. You're going to learn something about fishing with me today floundering floundering to fishing is the title of the message but i'm really focusing on that floundering thing today the disciples didn't get up they started doing what floundering and you're going to find out what that is if you hang in here with me you might learn today and i believe you will floundering now floundering sounds like fishing let's take a quick poll how many have ever been floundering fishing all right now who would know what you use primarily when you catch flounder what have you done have you caught them With a gig? Exactly. Exactly! They were floundering. What does a flounder do? We'll talk about it. Floundering sounds like fishing, but it ain't fishing. Floundering, the word flounder doesn't just mean a fish. A fish. A fish. No, if you look in your dictionary, the word flounder also means to what? Are y'all with me? Am I putting you to sleep? The word floundering means to struggle. Struggle. To struggle. So the disciples hurt the Lord, quit, and then that gets on them. They feel terrible. You know they do. And he's appeared to them, but they probably feel like crap, like garbage. Of course they do. And they just can't get up. So instead of getting up, they start floundering. Here's what a flounder does. Here's what a flounder does. You know what a flounder does? A flounder does this right here. He does that right there on the bottom of the uh, seafloor. Here in, in Florida. You can actually walk along and sometimes step on flounder. You don't know they're there because what have they done? They And they buried themselves what? Deeper. They buried themselves deeper into the sand. And that's why they're setting ducks for a gig, a gig, a gig, a gig. Forget the hook, they're laying there, wham. Look. You know what else a flounder does? Well a flounder has a he's he's dark on one side, and he's what color on the other? He's light. And that's what happens when you and I flounder. When we're down and we don't get up, we have a dark side. I have a dark side. And we'll tell you right now, did Paul say the things I do, I don't do, and the things I should do, I don't do? Did he, did he say that? How many knows that we have the, uh, there's a battle between the flesh and the what? The spirit. Just another way of saying light and darkness. So a flounder, because he buries himself in, the light side can't be seen. And that darker side just seems to get darker and darker. You know something else about a flounder? Is he has two eyes. Well, every fish got two eyes, man. Yeah. What's unique about the flounder? They're on the same side of the head. They're on the same side of his stinking head. And that's what I mean by floundering. What happens when we quit? When we quit, we don't get up. We're just there, man. Tourette's, Mm, right there. When we do that, we have these two eyes we're not seeing straight anymore. And instead of seeing the Lord, seeing potential, seeing positive possibility in my life, we start looking inward and we just see ourselves. We see the crap. We see the failure. We see that I can't make it. We just say, what's the use? I can't get up. So isn't that a pretty good word, floundering? And that's what the disciples were doing. The thing about floundering, though, you can make you think you're doing something because there's some, there's some of this. Try to get through life doing that. Guys, you got to get up. It means to struggle. Fear and failure. And more fear makes it what? know if you've ever looked at the disciples like this or not. How would you have felt if you denied the Lord? How would you have felt if that would happen to you? You'd have felt pretty crappy, right? Well, I've been there. I've been there where I've wanted to quit. Didn't want to get up. But that's not God's will for my life. How about you? Say. He wants you up. He wants you serving. Defeat and despair, they are what? They're what? Debilitating, and then it makes you what? How's that old flounder doing on the bottom? Where are you going? You ain't going nowhere. You get, you're get fixing to get stuck, Jack. And God's saying to you today, get up. And I know this is a big old intro, but it goes pretty quick now. Hang on. Let's go to the Scripture. Floundering's movement. Floundering is movement. I've said that already. Oh, look at the movement. But it's movement in your own what? And in your own what? How many have been there before you did it your way? How'd that work out for you? How'd that work out for you? God wants you to get up. But He's not screaming at you like I am. He's saying, I'm not angry with you. He's saying... I love you. He's saying, I'm here with you. He's saying, I still believe in you. And he's saying, I will never leave you nor forsake you. What more do we need to get up, man? Yes or no? So let's see how the disciples did. Floundering is not faith. Floundering is not faith. Faith is not seeing yet still what? Believing. And so they were just floundering. Help me, buddy. You're doing pretty good. Push me. John 21. John 21. We met them over here. Two times Jesus appeared to them. This is the third time Jesus, the resurrected Jesus, appeared to these disciples. You might say, Clark, why did he keep appearing to them? He keeps appearing to them because if they don't get on a stick, everything he did is going to be useless. Have you ever thought about it? Who else is going to go and tell the story of being three years with him? Who else is going to be eyewitnesses of his works, of everything that he did? There's no one else that could do it. They're the only ones who could do it. And one of them's already bailed. So he had to get these guys up. After these things, Jesus showed himself again, third time, to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias. That's the Sea of Galilee. The Sea of Galilee. Does, is the Sea of Galilee the same as Jerusalem, yes or no? No. Jerusalem is Grand Central Station to the believer, to the Jewish person, it would be to the Christian, etc. But the Sea of Galilee is party town. It's party town. I've been there multiple times. It's not where spiritual people are. It's where people want to get there for the weekend. They want to go fishing. They want to lay up by the lake. And so this is what he's got. They're going the opposite direction of what Jesus said. He showed himself again. They were together, Simon Peter, Thomas, Nathaniel, two sons of Zebedee. Say that last part with with me. And what? Are y'all alive or not? I've I've just killed y'all today, haven't I? There was two other disciples. You know what? That's you and me. It was, and I get that. I know that. But I love that that's in the Bible like that. I'm glad that two go unnamed so there's room for you and me on the boat. Amen? I love that. So they go forth and they said, Peter said, I go a-fishing. Say that out loud. I go a-what? Is that what God called Peter to do? Or did God call Peter away from that? Did he say, hey, Peter, follow me, and you'll catch more fish? Or did he say, Peter, follow me, and you'll catch men? And so Peter went back to his old way. The disciples all followed. They all went the same way. Just as they denied him, they're now walking away from Christ. They said unto him, we also go with you. They went forth that night. They entered a ship. They fished all night. Tell me how many they caught. Are these good fishermen? Oh, they're good fishermen, all right. They're probably the best. And they didn't catch a thing? Unless you get up, don't expect to do very well. Unless you get up, your life can be amazing. But you've got to get up. Y'all hear me? They didn't catch anything. So what happens? Here, here's a little math for us today. My own strength plus my own ability equals what? How many tried that before? That's exactly what the score was for you. <laughs> there it is, baby. That's me too, right there. Jesus said, I'm the vine. You're the branches. You abide in me and I in him and you'll bring forth much fruit. Sit with me. For without me, you can do what? Here's what you are without Jesus. Ready? I'm glad I lost weight. I'd be jiggling all over the place. (laughs) That's what you and I are without Jesus. Probably the dark side. The eyeballs on the one side of the head. Poor me. Look at me. I quit. I can't do anything. Or we want to do the wrong thing. That's what the math is. Without Him, we can do nothing. Back to the story. The morning was now come. Jesus stood on the shore. The disciples didn't know it was Jesus. And Jesus said unto them, Hey! Y'all caught anything? And I firmly believe they just didn't say no. I believe there were several cuss words in front of the no. A lot of them. Nobody works all night, doesn't catch anything, and wants you to ask anything, okay? And they were struggling. But Jesus knows what? He knows some fishing now. Oh, yeah. He knows some fishing. He said, you abide in me, etc. Okay, as the branch can't bear fruit except it abides in the vine, you can't except you abide in me. Now, listen, I know some fishing. And so what does Jesus say? He's the master caster, baby. He knows. And so what does Jesus tell them? Look at the story. Here they are. He said unto them, hey! Probably already been cussed out. That's my opinion. They didn't know who he was. Cast the net on the right side of the ship. How many think they done tried that about 50,000 times that night? There were some more cuss words. And you're going to find it. And you know what they did? They did it. They just did it. They didn't know it was him. They just did it. And now they were not able to draw the net for the multitude of what? Fishes. We're already seeing if you just listen a little bit to the Lord, just a little bit, life's going to get better. Amen or oh me. Come on. So, floundering is moving. That's what they were doing. They were doing this. I go fishing. Totally not following the Lord. Turn their back quit but it was in their own strength their own ability and when we do that so often like i said with the two eyes on the flounder we only see us and that's what that's what's happening here in this story so what happens therefore that disciple that would probably be john that jesus loved said to peter it's the lord you've been cussing out he didn't say that but i just could imagine and when Peter heard it was the Lord, he girt his fisher's coat. What does that mean? It says, For he was naked. This has always made me uncomfortable. What does that mean? Here's what it means. They were out fishing, and maybe you've done it before when you've been out going somewhere, you come to a creek or the water somewhere, and you pull off the pants, or you got underwear on. And that's probably what was happening with him. And he's out there and he thought, I better get my coat. <laughs> And he jumped out of the boat, man. And he cast himself into that big lake. And the other disciples, they came in a little boat because they were not that far from land. And they were dragging that what? They were dragging that what? That net full of fish, man. So, have I bored you to tears? I love this story. Jesus leads and Jesus feeds. He already appeared to him twice. This is the third time. As soon as they were come to land, don't miss this part, they saw what? They saw fire coals there. And what was there? There was fish laid on the coal with, with bread. Had they got their fish in yet? Jesus don't need your fish. He can handle whatever you're going through. Why? Because He's not angry with you. Because he loves you. Because he is with you. Because he still believes in you. You think he needs your fish? (laughs) What did he do? He had fish for him. Would you see yourself in this story? And I'm looking at me in this story. This is the God that we serve. We serve a God that understands we're screwed up. Doesn't give us an excuse for quitting or whatever, but at least it's good to know that God understands me. Am, are y'all am I, am I, you catching my drift? And look what he did. He fed them. And Jesus then said, Bring of the fish that you caught. Why do you need their fish? Why do you need their fish? Look at the scripture. Simon Peter went. He drew the net full of how many great fishes? How many were there? 153. For all those, there were so many, the net wasn't broken. The net should have been just torn into pieces with that many fish. Wonder why he wanted them to see that. That wasn't supper. He wanted to get their, their, their freaking eyes on the right side of their head and see who's God here. I'm God. Without me, you can't do anything. Quit doing, get up. Get up and look at me. <laughs> and look at, look at what just happened. Great story. Not quite done. This is what Jesus wants to say to you and me when we're on the floor. Here's what he wants to say to us. Say it with me. And Jesus said it to them. Say it out loud. Come and dine. Does that sound like somebody who hates your guts or not? Amen or oh me. we got churches in town tell you if you did what the disciples did, you'll burn in hell. Did the guys burn in hell? Were they screw-ups? They didn't burn in hell. They changed the world, man. We make up stuff. We treat God like, like we are. We turn on people. We treat people like garbage. God does not do that. Y'all hear me or not? I sure wish that's the message of Fellowship Church when you invite people here. You'll know they're coming. Yeah, the guy's crazy, he's loud, and all that kind of stuff. But boy, I hope you know that they're going to hear from me that they're loved. That they matter. You hear me? And it's not about the money you give. It's not about the church label. It's none of that! It's all him, baby. Amen. Get up! And none of the disciples durst ask Him, Who are you? Who are you? Knowing it was the who. They didn't have to ask. When you start to get up now, you won't have to be asking. <laughs> the Lord, the Lord, you know who the Lord is in your life. Amen or oh me? How many would say, Pastor Gary, I've been so screwed up, but the Lord helped me and He touched my life. Anybody want to say that? He touched me, Pastor. He's touched me. He's helped me. Jesus says, "Take." Jesus says, "Come." He comes, takes the bread. He doesn't ask him to do it; he does it. He gives it to them, and he gives them fish. Say it with me out loud: "This is now the what time?" Do you think God's going to give up on you? He's not going to give up on you. Yeah, but you don't understand. I can't tell you a number of times people tell me that as a pastor. You don't understand what I did, guys. I'd give up on you. (laughs) You know what I mean? But God does not do that. See, He's God and I ain't. That's a great God, isn't it? What a message if we could get that message out in our world. We've screwed up the message. Moving from fear and failure will never be done by floundering. It'll only happen by what? You can do this all day long, guys. You can be down like this. I mean, down, down. And you can do this all day. I know. If you'd have told me in high school when I was a big, bad, whoop your rear end guy, that I'd be on the stage going. But if my crazy antics can somehow get through to you and let you know this ain't going to work, you're just digging yourself in a deeper hole. Would you get up? I'm going to get up, Pastor. Here's how you're going to get up. I'm not angry with you. I love you. I'm here with you. That's some good stuff, ain't it? And look at them. They ran. They went the other direction. And Jesus pursues them, doesn't He? Yes or no? How many would say that about your own life? Jesus Christ pursued me. Chris said it, didn't he? In his testimony a couple of weeks ago. At a drug house. God showed up at a drug house. Helped Chris's eyes to open and see the crap he was selling and destroying people's lives. No more! That's the God you and I serve. The biggest hurdle we have to face if you're going to get up is our own what? That's me. How many would say that's me too, Clark? (laughs) I'm a crazy person. If we think we can't, we won't. If we think we're beaten, we are. You might say, Gary, where did you get that from? I got it from my mother. After her murder, this was one of the last things she cross stitched with her own hands. She was living in a situation with a man who had beaten her and was hurting her. He later shot and killed my mother. But this was my mother's heart. And my mother's heart, she wants to be your heart today. You hear me? Mama talked to us. If you think you're beaten, you are. If you think you dare not, you don't. If you like to win, but you think you can't, it's almost a cinch, you won't. If you think you'll lose, you're lost. For out in the world we find success begins with a fellow's will. It's all in the state of mind. Life's battles don't always go to the stronger or faster man. But sooner or late, the man who wins is the man who thinks he can. Yeah, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Come on. Let some out. Sounds like something Jesus would have wrote. It sounds like this to me. How many you were down so bad? Down so bad. You were down bad, bad. I want you to talk to me now. You were down bad. And you got up. And your whole world has been changed. How many would raise that and say, that was me, Pastor Gary? Look at these hands. Can we thank the Lord for these people today? Let's just let them know that we're with them. That's awesome. So it shows we can do it, yes or no, amen? So what happened with the disciples? You've got to watch this last part, and I quit. Watch Jesus deal with Peter. Lovingly deal with Peter and move him from off the floor and to get him to standing up. Watch him go from down here to standing up. And don't think it was just Peter. Every disciple Jesus did this with. Every one of them. They're all right there. So when they had dined, Jesus said to Peter, Don't miss it. Wake up. Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, do you love me more than these? These what? Fish. Fish. And he said unto Jesus, he said, Lord, you know that I love you. You know it. And what did Jesus say then? Feed my what? Did he say go feed some fish? What are we called in the Bible? We're called lamb, we're called, we're called sheep, is that correct? He's trying to help him up, man. Help! Come on, Peter, Peter! How many times did Peter deny Christ? Three times he, he helps this fellow. Watch it. He says to him the second time, Simon, Peter, son of Jonas, do you love me? Did he say more than these on that one? He didn't say it that time. He said, do you love me? And he said unto him, yes, Lord, you know I love you. What did he say? Then feed my what? Did he say lambs? No, he's saying sheep now. He's working on him, ain't he? Is he punching Peter in the face? Is he kicking him? Is he banishing him off to purgatory which doesn't exist? Not doing any of that is he. This is God. This is Jesus. This is your savior. He loves you. Get up. You hear me? I'm scaring you, aren't I? Here we go. He says to Peter which time? Third time, Simon son of Jonah, do you love me? Now, this is the kicker, guys. Peter was what? Does it say angry? Does it say angry? Guys, if we're going to get up, there needs to be some, some grieving and some emotion. Y'all hear me or not? What do I mean by that? You just can't play. Y'all hear me? He wants you up. He wants you up. But would you say to the Lord, Lord, touch my heart. Touch my heart. I'm just a mess. Just a mess. And Peter was grieved because he said it the third time, Lovest thou me? But here's the kicker. Peter said to Jesus, Lord, you know all things. Say it out loud with me. And you know that I love you. And that's the end of my message. Now we're there. I know you don't believe it. That's how you're going to get up. That's how you're going to get up right there. We've already been trying to tell y'all all all the two weeks, ain't I? Not angry with you, the Lord says. Number two, I love you. Number three, I'm with you. Number four, I still believe in you. He's pursuing you. Have you ever thought that maybe God has me here today on planet Earth for you? No, he'd send somebody better. (laughs) I'm sorry, okay. So the point is, would you get up? today you hear me god loves you do you know he loves you if you know he loves you i believe you got the strength you need to get up amen he loves you today floundering ain't gonna fly we've already made that point pretty well and so he goes on to tell peter peter you know when you were young you did things your way you walked the way you wanted to but when you get when you get old peter they're going to stretch forth your hands and another's going to gird you and carry you where you don't want to go. And Jesus spoke signifying by what death Peter would glorify God. Did you know Peter would get up from here? And we'll see it next week and the following week. He's going to become the greatest leader and the disciples are going to change the world. You, are here, you and I are here today because they got up. You and I are here today because they got up. And you know what? Peter loved his Lord so much that it's uh, said, based on this prophecy, that he was crucified upside down. He lived a life following the Lord, loving the Lord. He got up, but he said, I'm not worthy to be crucified in the same direction my Savior was. That doesn't sound like the guy that was on the floor, does it? Let's thank the Lord for the word this morning. Get up! Let's go. We're done. Amen. Praise the Lord. We're done. Get up. Go ahead and stand on up. Some of you, I wore you out. You're like in never-never land. Good grief. I don't know what I have to do in here. Amen. Praise the Lord. Come on. Just bow your heads with me. Come on. If if you're not going to work, try to hang in here with me if you can. Amen. Let's pray together. Lord, thank you for a great time in church. Thank you for the time in the Word. Thank you for helping me, Lord, to have the strength today to to get up myself and to be able to preach your Word today. And, Lord, thank you. And I I felt used of you today, Lord, to help some people. I pray this message will find good ground in our heart. I pray for those today that have checked out, They're set. That's what they're going to do. They've made their mind up. They quit. They've dug in. Seeing themselves. Lord, I pray you'll touch hearts like that. May they see their value, their worth. May they see your love. May they see you pursuing them. May they take some of these thoughts to heart today that we've shared. I pray they'll get up. Lord, us that struggle from time to time, help us, Lord. Help us to be on our feet. Help us to be upright. Help us to do the job you've called us to do, to be salt and light in our world. We pray in Jesus' name. Finally, with heads bowed, I'd never like to end a service without giving you the opportunity to put your faith in Christ. I've been talking about Jesus the whole morning. The whole morning. He loves you. He died on a cross for you. He rose from the dead for you. But guys, you've got to put your faith in Him. You cannot go to heaven thinking you're a good person because you ain't. Or our church is going to save me because it won't. None of that's going to work. That's all floundering garbage. You must put your faith in Jesus. You must put your faith in Jesus Christ. It must be done sincerely. Can I lead you in a prayer where you'll do that today? Can I pray with you right now where you are? Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. And I'm a sinner that you love. And so, Lord, I turn to you today. I ask you to forgive me. You know I've messed up a lot. And so, Lord, I ask you to to forgive me. And I want you to know, Jesus, I believe in you. I believe in you. I'm putting my faith in you, not in a church, not in Pastor Gary, nothing. I ain't doing any of that. And if I have been doing it, I'm sorry. But it stops right now. I put my faith in you, Jesus Christ, the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Save me today, I pray. Come into my life today and live through me. I am determined and I'm sincere in my prayer right now. In Jesus' name. With heads bowed, how many would raise their hands and say, Pastor Gary, I said that prayer with you. I said it. And I'm glad I said it I meant it. I did it. God bless you today. A lot of your hands through this audience today. Lord, bless us as we go our way. Help this message to found good ground. I appreciate it in my own life. And encourage our hearts. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. See you later. See how fast we ended. It's pretty hard. Come on.